0: If you would turn with me in the Bible to Philippians the fourth chapter and first uh, Peter the fifth chapter Philippians 4 first Peter 5 for a few weeks uh, when I've been with you on Friday we've been talking about a series we've entitled "No Worries No Worries. How many worries? No. None. Nine. (laughs) Philippians (laughs) 4.6. Philippians 4.6. Anybody know what it says? Be careful. Now the word care, you have to look up in the King James Bible, the same word care or careful can be actually two completely different Greek words, meaning two different things. And, um, you know, we, you've seen a little bit of that amongst faith people when somebody says, well, you know, take care, and other folks say, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but are they meaning be anxious and worry? No, so don't act like you're the Holy Ghost police, okay? <laughs> Try to straighten everybody out. They're saying something else, and you'll find that in the New Testament, that sometimes the word means anxiety and worry, and sometimes it means something else. It means uh, thinking about, caring about, not not necessarily worrying about, so uh let me just say it like this: Can you think about something without worrying about it? Yeah, you can. But there comes a point where you cross the line. and you're not just thinking about it, you're worrying about it. And thats the Lord told us not to do that. And so we need to be able to identify where that line is. For yourself, where you cross the line. And you're not just thinking about it, you're now worrying. So he says, be careful of uh, what is the Amplified it says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Yeah. He's talking about don't be anxious. Don't worry yeah. about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Go with me over to First Peter, the 5th chapter. 1 Peter 5 and 7. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Now, this is exactly what we're talking about. Care and care. But does this mean casting all your worry upon him, for he worries for you? (laughs) No, God doesn't worry. And if you look it up, you'll find it's a different word. Different Greek word. So, uh, in fact, I I knew you'd want to know this, so I just wrote down the definitions (laughs) of these different words, and so I'm going to read it like the definition. Throwing all your anxiety upon him, because he is interested and concerned for you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Throwing, everybody say throwing. See, that's a strong word, throwing all your anxiety. Now, you can tell, somebody said, yeah, it's a, it's a fine line, you know, between thinking. No, it ain't a fine line. A whole lot of things. When you hear people say it's a fine line, pretty much it's not. Whatever they're talking about, <laughs> they either just don't know enough to know about it, or they're pretending, playing with it. you think God deals with gray areas? Hmm? You see what I mean? He's thinking, well, okay, this is real clear, and this is real clear, but you know, this is a gray area. To God, it's a gray area? No. (laughs) You got right, you got wrong. You got true, you got lie. You got good, you got bad. And when you're enlightened, you see it the same way. Well, somebody's thinking about that one. Uh, how can you tell? Uh, we've talked about this already in leading up to this tonight. There are previous messages in this series, and you can get them. You can go to the website. You can watch them. You can listen to them. You can download them. It won't cost you anything. You can get you uh, some hard copies if you want to. And, and in some of this, we talked about from 1 John that the Bible said fear has torment. Did you hear that phrase? Fear has, there is no fear in love. Now God is love. There is no fear in God. Which is why that God's worrying about you couldn't be true. He cares about you. He might be unhappy or displeased about what's going on, but being scared about it? Never. Never at all, there's no fear in Him. And um, again and again, when uh, the Lord, the prophet, an angel would come on the scene, what repeatedly would be some of the very first words that they say, fear, fear not, fear not. Why? Because yielding to fear is yielding to the enemy and giving place to the curse and death in your life. It's serious business which is one of the big reasons why the Lord commanded us not to worry and not to fear. But most believers and church-going people don't take it seriously. They're like, yeah, that's a nice ideal to shoot for, you know, but everybody has hard days and things hit you and we get scared sometimes. And Well, the Lord said don't do it, though. Did I lose somebody? Did he? He, he just said, don't do it. Yeah. And and it, surely, as you start talking about this, people, sometimes people will lock up on you and they'll go, well, huh? You ain't going through what I'm going through. Yeah, and you're not going through what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right. Yes, sir. But did the Lord know what all of us were going to go through? Yeah. Did, did he know? Yes. And he still told us yes. Yes. Do not. don't fear, no. don't be discouraged, right. Right. don't be anxious. Did he say it? Then there are numerous reasons why we shouldn't do it, and there's ability from him not to do it, because his commands are enablings. His commands are empowerment. Maybe you couldn't do it before he told you to do it, but once he told you, the power is in the words to enable you to do it. Come on, somebody say, I can do what the Lord tells me to do. Me. See, it wouldn't be fair or reasonable of him to tell you to do something you can't do. Hmm? Some of the modern translations, which are not really translations, they're paraphrases. Will, you'll have, You'll see in the New Testament, they'll have phrases like, try to do this, or do your best. The Lord never told you to try to do something. Never. That would imply either that he didn't know if you could do it or not, or that he knew you might not be able to do it. Neither one's true. Come on here with me. If he tells you to do something, what do you know? I must be able to do it. He told me to do it, and in his words is power to do it. Somebody say thank you, Lord. I don't have to worry. Now this is a very big deal. One reason we're talking about it. People have passed down skill in worrying from generation to generation. (laughs) And people, it's rooted in some folks' culture that worrying is caring. If you care, you worry. And every good mom worries about their kids. And every good dad worries about the finances. And They worry about their kids. If you don't, you're just sorry. (laughs) And don't care. (laughs) No, no, dear one. Worrying doesn't prove you care. Right. It just proves you have no faith. Right. Not for that. It just proves faithlessness. It proves a yielding to fear instead of a trusting God.
1: <laughs>
0: Did I write this? Okay. <laughs> This is not bad news, this is good news. There's another way to live. Do you want to know how, do you? Okay. That's what we just prayed about just a few moments ago for the Lord to show us, show us how to do this. But you got to start off in faith, right? Not start off aggravated or annoyed. (laughs) You just don't know what I'm going through. Well, (laughs) we've all been through some stuff, but Jesus is still right. No matter what you've been through. And the Holy Spirit in these writings is still right. Still right. What are we told? These, these two verses. Be careful for nothing. Don't have any anxiety about anything. And cast all you care. How much? Casting all you care over on him. Are we told to do it? Does that mean we can do it? If we will agree with him. Yes. Let him help us to do it. Thank you, Lord. Throwing all your anxiety upon him because he's interested and concerned about you and he knows what's going on when you don't have a clue He and he knows how to fix it. He already knows the answer when you don't even know the problem yet. Doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. So if it's clear that we're not supposed to worry, and even a lot of Christians know that, know it's a bad thing, why do so many continue worrying on a daily basis? We've talked about this, and I'll review just a little bit. One thing we went over, looking in Matthew 6, and you can turn there right now, Matthew 6. People worry because they don't know what's important. They don't understand what's important and what's not important. They don't share the Lord's priorities and values. So many things people worry about in the Lord's eyes are meaningless and insignificant. And if you saw it the way he saw it, you wouldn't worry about it. And uh, it involves focus to an, another reason why people continue to worry is not taking control, not controlling your thoughts. Mm-hmm. In Matthew 6, let's read about it. Matthew six twenty-two. Now we're backing up a little bit t- tonight because this goes with this and the Lord pointed that out to me today that this goes with this. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. This is not as mystical as you might think. Close your eyes. How much light you got? Okay, open them back up. That's what he's talking about. The light that you perceive in your brain, inside your being, comes through what? Not your ears, not your nose, comes through your eyes. And if your eye is what? Single. Single. Now this is the key here to understanding this. Single. Single. as opposed to what? Double thinking. Yeah, you get a star. (laughs) I've been in school this week. (laughs) Actually, the word, Greek word is duo. And some of these same words are the words that are translated doubt. Doubt. And it's the same concept of wavering. Wavering between what? Can you waver over one thing? <laughs> Come on, think about what I just said. Can you waver over one thing? Between one thing? Can you can you be like we? Uh, there, there's this restaurant down in uh, Texas. Sometimes we go down there. We'll go buy it, and uh, they have no menu. <laughs> no menu. Why? Because they only serve one thing. (laughs) Fried chicken. That's it. So you either want some or you don't. (laughs) But you don't spend any time wavering about what do I want. So they have completely eliminated wavering (laughs) during the ordering phase. Doesn't exist there. <laughs> Why? Because they have single offering. Somebody say single, single, single. And when your eye is single, your body, your being is full of light. As contrasted to what? Duo. Duo. We'll we'll get into that more as we go. Keep reading. Verse 23. If your eye be evil or bad, we, we say bad usually instead of evil in our modern vernacular, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the lights within you be darkness, how great is that darkness? Verse 24. No man can serve two masters. Can you see he's talking about the same thing? Now, he went from single to what? Two. Duo. He'll hate the one, love the other, hold to the one, despise the other. You can't serve God and mammon, which is money and possessions personified. But can you have money without worshiping it? Yeah, you can. Verse 25, therefore, I say to you, take no thought. You see why the Lord pointed this out to me today? Why we backed up a couple of verses. Anytime you see therefore, the word therefore, you need to find out what it's there for. Right? Why? Because that means this idea is not starting here. And that's what the Lord pointed out to me today. He said, back up, back up. See the I and the single. Because I'm asking him How do we stop worrying? And he's telling me. How do you do it? You got to get rid of the duo. And get single. Can you say amen? And that's why he went on to say. Take no thought. Now this doesn't mean you can't think about it. This is that same thing we talked about earlier. Anxious thought. Worried thought. Fearful thought. This same word can be translated anxiety. Right. Take no anxious thought for your life. What you'll eat, what you'll drink, for your body, what you'll put on. Is not the life more than food and the body's more than raiment? Can you see what I was talking about? Knowing what's important. Right. Worrying about clothes is not understanding what's important. Yeah, in fact, every material thing in this world is soon to be gone. We're not taking anything with us, and we'll all soon be out of here. If you live another 75 years, it's going to come and go quick. And I'm sure as we get enlightened past this life, we'll look back and see how foolish it was to pace the floor over that. But when you're in the middle of it, I mean, it's like a little child whose dolly had her arm pulled off and thinking it's the end of the world and crying over the little plastic piece of nothing. But they thought it was a big, big deal because they don't know what's important. They don't know what matters. You can be 70 years old and crying because your dolly's arm came off. You don't know it that that's what it is. But in God's eyes, it's the same thing. If you'd listen to him, he'd say, you need to forget about that. Let Him have it. Yeah, but it's mine. Yeah, but it's mine. And that heartburn and those headaches will be yours. and the loss of money in the lawsuit will be yours. And Come on, can you see? We need to listen to the Lord. And again and again, he would tell you, leave that alone. Let that go. Forget about that. Leave that with me. Change a channel. Knowing what's important. Well, if we're really submitted to our Lord, then we take what he says is important. We we want His values to be our values, His priorities to be our priorities. Just pray it out loud. And say, Lord, help me to see everything in this life as You see it, through Your eyes, to see what You say is important, what You say
1: is unimportant.
0: I want Your values. Your priorities. your priorities, thank you for helping, for helping me grow up, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. Is that His will, yes. then you know He heard it, and if you know He heard it, you know He grants you your request, that's what the Scripture says, keep reading, Behold the fowls of the air, they sow not, they don't reap, they don't gather in the barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them, are you not much better than they? What's he telling us? He's reasoning with us about why it's foolish and futile to worry about what you're going to eat, about what you're going to wear. That's not realizing how trivial that is and how big he is. The more faith you have, the more you trust God, the less you worry. It's just a fact. The less you worry. Verse 27. Which of you by taking thought, anxious thought, can add one cubit to his stature? Keep going. Why take thought for your clothes? Consider the lilies of the field. Now see, he's saying redirect your thinking. Quit thinking about I need, I need, I need, I need. I don't have kids need. We got to get. We got. He said stop it. Stop it. Think about what I do. Think about how I clothe the whole planet. grass, and flowers, and trees, Mm -hmm. atmosphere, think about who your daddy is. (laughs) Y'all with me or not? Come on, say, I got a big daddy. I got the biggest daddy there ever was. I got the richest daddy there ever was. (laughs) Ever was. Why worry about your clothes? Verse 29. I say Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Keep going. If God clothes the grass of the field, which today is, tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Why does he say O ye of little faith? Because you worry. Worry indicates little faith. Or in some cases, no faith. Keep going, verse 31. Therefore, take no thought. You see, he keeps saying the same thing. Don't take the anxious thought. Now, we spent a whole session on this. Yeah. Don't take any anxious thought saying. So you can identify what's going on in your head by what's coming out of your mouth. Right. Wow. Amen. Take no thought saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? And how are we going to be clothed? This is how we identify disobeying the Lord's directions. Do you hear that language? Where are we going to get it? How are we going to make it through this? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Have you ever heard that before? Oh, the enemy will bring it to you. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? do? That's due in 30 days. What are you going to do? Where are you going to get that? Where in the world are you going to get that? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What do most people do with that? They loop it. (laughs) They just let it loop over and over. What in the world are we going to do about that child? What are we going to (laughs) do about those kids? What are we going to do about the house that's got termites? What are we going to (laughs) do? What are we going to do? Dear Lord, what kind of bill is that going to be? What are we going to do? The air conditioner, quit. It looks like it's on its last gasp. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Where are we going to get $5,000? Where, where, where? I'm going to quote Jesus now. Oh, ye of little faith. Am I quoting him? That's what he said. When you talk like that, you are choosing not to believe. You are choosing to fear. What am I going to do? Oh, I messed up so bad. I upset them. They don't like me anymore. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I don't know. But this ain't it. (laughs) What you're you're doing right now is not it. You're never going to fix it or find out what to do. Looping, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What are we 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 going to do? The reason I keep saying it, I want you to identify it. So that when it comes out of your mouth or anybody else's mouth, flags need to go up. Is that right? You need to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm doing what the Lord told me not to do. I got to stop this. I got to get hold of myself. And I need to consider the lilies. I need to consider the birds. What does that mean? Consider not what I need. Consider who my God is. Consider Amen. how good He is, how much He cares about me. Amen. Remember what He's done for me in the past. Come on, y'all, with me. Yes. I need to change the channel off of what I need and focus on who my God is. Yes. Yes. Thinking about food and clothes and think about my provider. Yes. Yes. This will all be gone in a little while. I mean, have you read Peter? Have you read Revelation? All of this is melting. Yes. <laughs> With fervent heat. Yes. Is that what it said? Yep. So, all I need is sustenance for a temporary amount of time. Yeah. Long enough to do my mission, yes. fulfill my purpose, yes. right? And get out of here. Yes. We are on assignment, we are on mission. And if you are the Lord's soldier, soldiers don't pay for their own ammo. They don't have to. They don't make payments on their Humvees. Do you understand? No soldier is making payment on his Humvee or his airplane, right? Or his tank. None of them are. None of them are. I'm quoting scripture. No, nobody goes to war at their own charge. The Scripture says, "No." If you're su- submitted to Him, committed to do His will, He picks up the bill. He picks up all the bills. Oh, that should have made you happy, right there. You should say, "Glory to God! I got it made." Now, if you're going to ignore Him and do your own thing, you got to pay your own way. It ain't fun. <laughs> and you won't make it. I'll just have to tell you. You'll get by and scrape by, and then you'll go under and you'll come up, and then you'll. <laughs> it's a hard way. And the way of following the Lord, it'll have its challenges, but you are sponsored. Oh, that's good. You're an ambassador representing another kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're actually, your citizenship is in heaven, the the Bible said. My good stuff is there. So why should I get so upset about this stuff? My good stuff is there. And um, I'm just passing through. I'm here for a little while. Got a job to do. But everything I need to get that done, I can have. And I don't have to worry about getting it. I need to obey and expect it to come. Hallelujah. And if I'm on His path, doing what He directs me to do, He has already provided. And I will intersect the provision because I'm on the path. And it gets brighter and brighter, not darker and darker. That's why one of His names is Jehovah Yireh, or Jireh. The God. Some of it means the God who provides. It actually means the God who sees. Yeah. 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 But it does mean provision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pro what? Vision. vision. What kind of vision are you supposed to have? Single, Single. Yeah. vision. Does that have anything to do with you getting your provision? Everything yeah. to do with your, because God has pro, yeah. he has seen ahead yes. and foreseen and provided. Provision provided. Means beforehand. Never will you surprise him with a bill. Never. Never will you surprise him with a problem. Never. He saw it coming. And he's already got the fix. He's already got the money moving that way. When, when Abram, you know, got that revelation that God is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who sees ahead, it's the same time that he thought he was going to sacrifice his son, but the ram was in the thicket. How'd that ram get there? He had to leave earlier. Is that right? To get there on time. God knew he's going to need a ram in the thicket at the right time. Has he changed? Somebody say the ram's on the way. (laughs) I just got to stay on track and I will meet with the ram. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Woo! Glory to God.
0: And if I know that, if I believe that, if I'm fully persuaded of that, I don't worry about that. I don't worry about that not happening. Come on, can you see that? And because I'm not worried about it, I'm not duo looking here and there and what if and what about and what are we going to do? All I'm looking is single. This is how you stop worrying. Thank you, Lord. Resting in him. Trusting in Him. Can you say Amen? amen. Go with me, please, to uh, Matthew 13. Matthew 13. Whoo! Yeah. We are uh, we're on a crusade yes. to stamp out
1: yes. worry. Yes.
0: Right? Yes, we're making Faith Life Church uh-huh. a worry-free zone. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> Worry-free, yes. no worrying allowed. None. No worrying permitted. No. You're going to get upset and all anxious. We ain't joining you. That's right. We love you, but we're not joining you. That's right. You need to come over and join us. Doing what? Casting all our cares over on the Lord. Being single vision about this. Trusting in him. confident that everything that matters, everything that's important, everything that needs to happen for us, it'll happen. It will. Won't be late. Won't be lacking. God is faithful. You can count on him. And we do. Matthew 13 is the what we call the parable of the sower, where Jesus taught about the sower sowed the seed and four different types of ground and what happened with them. There was, do you remember the, uh, what kind of ground, anybody remember? Stony ground. It was first of all, wayside ground. And uh, thorny ground, uh, stony ground, rather. Thorny ground, and good ground, well, Right? Sure. No, yes, sir. Right? Which one are you? I thought I heard somebody say that. Wayside ground? No, sir. Stony ground? No, sir. Thorny ground? No, sir good ground. Yes. Yes, sir. Which one of those got results? Good. Only the good ground. The other three got zero results, right. which is a hard word to hear, yeah. but if you just look at that, three out of four got no results yeah. from what they heard. Wow. Right. And yet they heard the same thing. Right. Yep. Is there anything that can overcome God's word in our life. Read verse twenty two. Matthew thirteen, twenty two. He that receives seed among the thorns is he that hears the word, and the what? Care of this world and deceitfulness of riches, do what? Do what? What word? Surely not. God's Word? Is there anything that can overcome God's Word in our life? The cares, which is the anxious care and worry. Can you see one of the reasons why Jesus commanded us, don't do this? Why? It can completely choke out the results of what He tells you. I mean, if I hadn't read that in his words, I wouldn't believe that. But he said it. So it's true. And you can see how it's true by the very example he gives. What kind of ground? Let's read it again. I'm not trying to trick you up on anything. He that receives seed among the what? Thorns. Is he that hears the word, so he heard it. And the implication is you understood it. Yeah. And it's obvious that he or she received it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But you've got to keep it. Right. Look at the, the very next one in verse 23. It talks about the good ground. Mm-hmm. Heard it, understood it, bears fruit. Verse 22, there wasn't a, a full cycle of receiving the Word and keeping it long enough for it to produce, works just like a seed. Do I have any gardeners in here, any, any farmers in here? Are weeds a problem? Are they? What will weeds do? <laughs> what will they do? You plant your good seed, you plant your good flowers. Can you just go and check it again in three months? No. <laughs> you are, because the amazing thing is the same soil, the same moisture, the same nutrients that you want to feed your good seed will feed that grass and those weeds and those thorns. And they can take more of the, uh, they can take so much. Of the moisture and the nutrition out of the soil, that they outgrow your good seed and then get bigger and block the sunlight from your good seed, and your good seed die and not produce anything, and yet you got a bumper crop of weeds. You got weeds this high grass and weeds and briars. Why? Because you were feeding more than one thing. Huh? Duo. You weren't single focused. Because if all your ground was doing was supporting your good seed, if all the moisture was going to the good seed, if all the sunlight's going to the good seed, single focus, you'd have a bumper crop of good seed. Or the Word of God. But if you are watering all these other things and paying attention to all these other things, then you've got other stuff growing in your garden, other stuff developing in your heart and mind beside the Word of God. Considering too many things, considering what we need, and here, have you ever heard these words, what if, yeah, but what if, what if they don't do this, or what, I know they said, and I know, but what if, and I know they said, the doctor said I was getting better, but but what if? What if he missed something? What if they, you know, and and what if, what if, what if, what's going on with what if? You got the hose on the weed. You are watering the weeds. And whatever you water is going to grow. And if you water the what if. More than you do the thus saith the Lord.
1: That's
0: the crop you're going to have. And it's going to choke out. The incorruptible word of God. I mean it sounds almost unbelievable. But Jesus said this what happens. Worry chokes out. Thus saith the Lord. It chokes out what the Lord told you about that situation. It's our choice what we water. I'm pausing for effect. <laughs> Selah. Right? Is this big? Is this? This, this is big. Whatever, say it out loud, whatever I water will we'll grow, we'll grow and get stronger. Now, now how do you water something? You water it by listening to it, looking at it, thinking about it, talking about it. You're giving place to it. You're watering it. You're watering it. And anytime something is just, people are obsessed with thinking about it night and day, how did it get that strong in their life? They watered it. Come on, can you see that? They, it started out as a small thing in thought, but they have watered it now, night and day, for nine months, and now it is just—it's oppressing them, it's vexing them, and and they—they're not even thinking about what God said. It has choked out His word. How many want the word of God? to be the number one thing in the garden of your heart. How many want it to grow so big yes. that it blocks the sunlight yes. <laughs> from all the weeds? Come on here yeah, with me. Get so strong that the roots just suck the water right out of the weeds. Shoop, the weeds dry up. <laughs> Come on, sit out loud. I only water, I only water. The Word. The word. I refuse to water, I refuse to water. The, fear. the fear. I refuse to water the fear, the worry. I choose to water the word. Water the word. Water the word. Let me just say a little bit different way. What if you're going around upset, upset, looping, looping? What do you know? I I I watered the wrong thing. I got a crop I don't want. Right? Right. What what do I do about this? I gotta stop watering it. This works exactly the same way with wrong desires.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: People are tormented Mm -hmm. with wrong desires. Mm -hmm. Good Christian people. Right. Good church going people are vexed and tormented with desires for things they should not be desiring. Right. How'd they get that way? Watering it. Watering it. Right. Feeding it. Feeding it. Feeding it. Mm. That's
1: right.
0: I, my stray cat story. Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> yeah. I tell the story about the stray cat.
1: Praise the Lord.
0: Not that uh I like cats. I'm not opposed to cats. But uh, if a stray cat comes to your door and goes meow, meow, and you don't want a cat and you don't need a cat, but you say <laughs> you say kitty. You cannot stay. You cannot stay. But here is a nice gourmet can of cat food. But you got to eat this and then you got to go. You have to go. <laughs> What's going on here? You, you are delusional. Right? right? <laughs> you really expect this cat to leave. <laughs> so guess what? Tomorrow. Now. Uh-huh. Now. Yeah meow what no kitty no no you cannot stay i'm gonna feed you but you then you got to go so you feed the kitty two cans of good gourmet cat food and every day meow meow the cat is back the cat is bigger is that right <laughs> Now we're up to five cans a day. The cat has gained four pounds. And here you are on your back. With this 20 pound cat on your chest. You're going no kitty no. I don't want a kitty. I don't want a kitty. But here's another can. Here's another can. (laughs) Now we're laughing. But this is how driving, vexing, oppressive yeah. mm-hmm. desires, yeah. Yeah. as well as worries. Yes. That's exactly how they developed. They didn't just overnight become something that's crushing you. Right. How would they get so big? Yeah. How would they get so strong? You fed them. Right. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Watching stuff you shouldn't watch. Listening to stuff you shouldn't listen to, right. talking about stuff you shouldn't talk about, thinking about things you shouldn't think about. No condemnation. We've all done some of this somewhere, somehow. Yeah, you did. But it's here's, here's the amazing thing. It's possible to have been so driven that you just think about something night and day that you shouldn't be thinking about. It's possible by the grace of God. To starve it. And anything you starve will weaken. Is that right? Yes, it won't just necessarily all go away by the end of the week. But if you keep starving it, you keep starving it, you'll find out you have gone a half a day and didn't even think about it. You'll find out you've gone three days, didn't even think about it. As time passes, you realize I've gone three weeks. Didn't even think about that. And you are free. Yes. Hallelujah. You're not oppressed. You're, you're not driven by it. You're not consumed by it. But you got to cut it off. By the grace of God, you got to stop feeding it. you got to stop watering it. And if the Lord tells us to do something, he means to enable us to do it. He knew he needed his help when he told us. And they say, he's already committed to helping us. Somebody said out loud, I can, I can do, all do all things through, through Christ, Christ. The, anointed one the anointed one, and his anointing, and his anointing who strengthens me. strengthens me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He works in me, according to Philippians, to will and to do yeah. of all his good pleasure. Did you hear that? To will. That's even when you flesh, when part of you don't want to do it. He'll work in you to get you to want to do it. If you're just willing to be willing. you got to give him something to work with. Come on, somebody say, I'm willing to be willing. Lord, work in me to will and to do of all your good pleasure. Hallelujah. And if you've been yielding to the flesh or yielding to the worry or whatever so much that it's just been a thing with you for years and you don't think you can do it, you don't see how you can do it, use your words. What I mean by that is don't lie to God. Be a man or woman of your words. And if you don't have the confidence to say, well, I'm never going to do this again because you've broken your word, just do it for some kind of time frame. Say, I'm not doing this for a month. Right. Uh-huh. You're going to cut off feeding it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and do what you can do to, to get yourself away from anything that brings it to your mind and, and then you can extend that and that's how a month turns into a year. Yes. But put your words on it and, and say it before the Lord and you're not going to lie to Him. If your word is good, God's got something to work with. Right. He can help you. Whether it's worry or wrong desire, it operates the same way. Whatever you water, whatever you feed, grows. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The truth makes me free. Makes me free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Makes me free. It makes me free. Makes me free. Makes me free. Thank, thank, you, thank you, Lord. Can you see there, there cannot be this split of focus, this division. We can't water the weeds and the good plant. we got to, you know, forget about that and water this. Quit thinking about that and think about this. Quit talking about that and talk about this. Now you're not saying it doesn't exist, but if you've got a bad report and it's cancer, AIDS, heart problems, whatever the case may be, not to say you can't use the doctor. You can, but you, you, it's not an either-or situation. If you go into the doctor, you should go in faith, right. believe in the Lord's going to help them, right. Right? right, to help you. Yeah. And you can't just talk about cancer. That's right. Think about, or even if you don't talk about it, if you sit there and think about it, right. what are you doing? Watering. What are you doing? Watering. You're watering it, and the fear is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. You, you got to get up, get out of that chair. Come on, y'all get your mind on something else. Get your mind on living, yes. right. Right. living, serving God, running your race, finishing your course. You can't sit there and think about how much money you owe and how you lost your job and how you don't know what in the world you're going to do. What are you doing? Watering. You're just watering this fear and it's going to get bigger and bigger and just choke the word of God right out of your heart what do you got to do? Get up. Start doing what David did. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Everywhere I go, I am a victory going somewhere to manifest. Everywhere I go, good things happen for me. God works for me. He's got a good plan. And get around your faith friends and faith buddies. Yeah. People that's going to talk faith and life. Not worry and death. It Feed it. Yeah. And it'll grow. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Feed it. And it'll grow. Go, go to Romans 4. I'm thinking about closing. Thank you Lord. Well I'm not, I'm not quite ready for that. Where did I say go? No, I'm not ready for Romans. Uh, Luke 10, Luke 10, and then we'll see Romans and then maybe we'll be ready. Aren't you thankful for the Word of God? Oh, the Word of God. Mm. It's alive. It's powerful. Hallelujah. It divides between spirit and soul and joint and marrow. It's a distinguisher between the thoughts and intents of our heart and mind. It's life. Hallelujah. And health to those. Find it medicine to all their flesh. Glory to God. That's doing that for us right here tonight and in Sarasota and watching online. It's happening for us. Happening for us. The enemy is losing his place in our thought life. Losing his place we got no room room. in our garden to grow his junk. Is that right? No. No room in our garden. We're not going to water his dumb fear weeds. Worry weeds. And fear thorns. We're not going to do that. Luke 10. This is the story of Martha and Mary. Anybody remember what happened here? And Jesus is in the house, literally. And uh, (laughs) what are y'all laughing about? (laughs) And Martha, verse 40, was cumbered about. That tells you a lot right there. Cumbered, she's loaded. Now now really, that, that is what it is, loaded in fact, put on the screen Luke 21:34. You stay where you are, but Luke 21:34 says, "Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and what cares? There it is again of this life. What will that do to your heart? Overcharged could also be translated overloaded. Overloaded." Now you, you don't have to know Greek or Hebrew to know that worry will do that to you. Oh, yeah. Right? It'll wear you out. It'll, it just loads you and overwhelms your heart, overloads your heart. We're not designed to carry care. We're not made to handle it. And so Martha, the Bible said, is cumbered about with much serving. And she came to Jesus who was in the next room teaching and preaching and apparently interrupted the master. And listen, the first words comes out of her mouth. Lord, don't you care? Oh. You see how ugly and evil this stuff is? She's questioning the Lord's love for her. Don't you care? that my sister has left me to serve alone. Tell her, bid her to get up and come help me. And I reckon she thought that's exactly what's going to happen. That he's going to go, yeah, Mary, get in there and help your sister. But that ain't what happened. (laughs) Which is another part of this. When you get distracted by anxious worries and fears, you stop thinking straight. Yeah. Yeah, you, do. you don't see things right. She's disrespectful. Yeah. She's questioning the Lord, caring about her. Can you see she's off? I think Martha's a good woman, right. yeah. but she's off today, man. In <laughs> verse 41, Jesus answered and said, Martha, Martha. And like we've said before, when the Lord calls your name twice like that, just go ahead, kneel on down. <laughs> right? Because you, you're off. and You don't know how far off you are. Was that her case? She's off. She doesn't realize how far off she is. He said, Martha, you are careful and troubled about what? What's her problem? She's not single vision. She's not focused on the right thing and the single thing. She's over here and over here and over here. She's worried about the cornbread. She's worried about the turkey. She's worried about the jello. (laughs) She's worried that this is going to get done before this does and it's going to be cold. Ain't got nobody to help me. She's worried about supper. She's worried about the guest. She's worried, she's worried, she's worried. She doesn't know what's important. This is one reason why people can't travel without taking all of their stuff with them. 12 bags, using up all the trunk space (laughs) <laughs> what's wrong with that Brother King? quite a bit I mean it may not mess up your life on that day but it shows problem in your thinking and operating if you do that with that you're doing it with other things what's wrong with it you're taking all the might needs I might need this I might need that I said, oh, Brother Keith, you're brave. I'm trying to help you, dear heart. (laughs) It means you don't know how to be led if you really, you can't throw away anything. And all your closets are piled to the ceiling. It means you don't know what's important. You don't know what's good, and you don't know what's junk. If we pray, We should be able to get a witness. I'm not saying we always get it perfect, but we should be in the ballpark of some kind of idea about what's right for now. Being led. Somebody say being led. Just trying to do it all. It's not being led. It's not even trying to be led. It's not praying. It's not looking. It's not checking. Friends, we can develop until we hear from the Lord and are led even in the small things of life. Yes, yes, no, yes, no, no, yes, no, done. Here we go. What if I forgot something? Walmart's there. (laughs) Got a good Walmart. Is that right? Right across the road. (laughs) Now you, 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 If you don't like what I'm saying, you listen to me, dear, because yeah. if you get too much this way, you miss out on things. Yeah. Yeah. People will stop calling you, because yeah. it takes an act of Congress for you to get ready. <laughs> and too long, and and everything, and you have to have your schedule, and you have to eat exactly now, and you can't do this, and you can't do that, and you can't do the other, and you're just too big of an issue to deal with on short notice, because you don't know how to be led. And it involves worry. What if I get there and I need this? Or what if we get there and we decide to do this? Or what if, or what about, or what if, or what about, cumbered about with many, come on can you see this, many, now now all of us have done some of this, don't don't get under condemnation, some folks have gone further with it than others, but uh, all of us have done some of this, but how many believe it's possible to be more spiritual, and to be more led, and to be more focused, and really, if you're getting better led, you'll get a, a prompting that they might call and talk about this before you even hear about it and start getting ready. I mean, the Lord, he'll show you things to come. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And you are ready just like that. Okay. And you are prepared, you're inclined, you're focused. And even if it catches you off guard and you don't have two days to get ready, you grab your little bag and cast the care over on the Lord and say, the Lord will provide. Yeah. Is that right? He'll, he'll take care of me. Because the important thing is being where you're supposed to be, being involved in what you should be a part of, not the exact right outfit. Oh, I don't know if y'all get that or not. That's why he said, consider the, the lilies, consider the birds. Don't be upset about the food, about the clothes. See, in this case, Martha's upset about the food. Well, you want to do the best you know how to do. But the first you want to start off Asking the Lord, what should we do? Not assuming and getting into all these elaborate preparations. He said, Martha, Martha, you're careful. What does that mean? Full of anxiety and troubled about what? Many things. things. Read the very next verse. What? What? One One thing is needful. What is that? What's the one thing? Well, the one thing is focusing on the Lord and what he's saying, but whatever that thing is, day in, day out. Every morning we need to get up and, and look to see what the one thing is. Right? And not be distracted by all the other stuff. Somebody say one thing, one thing. One thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. How could Martha have done differently on this? The Bible said. In, in all your ways. Acknowledge him. And he'll direct your paths. She should have started. With an inquiry. Lord. Do you want me to get dinner ready? And in this case. We have every reason to think. He'd have said no. dear, Just sit down here with your sister. For right now. We already know if we can find somebody with a sack lunch. <laughs> right? If you read these other parts. Well, you got to eat. Yeah, he knows that. Right? And there are many ways to accomplish that without you getting upset about your kitchen and your house. Very likely he'd have said, no, dear, just sit down right here and we'll, we'll deal with that later. And she could have saved herself. So much frustration and anxiety and getting mad, fussing her sister. Who did she make look bad when she blared in there and interrupted Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care? What do you think the whole crowd is doing? Ooh. What? But see, she, uh, she's gotten so worked up, she's not seeing things right. What did she do? Water. She has watered. She's been in there pacing back and forth. Yeah. Mary.
1: Mary. Mary.
0: <laughs> what she do? She has gotten hot. Is that right? She's watered, watered, watered this idea and this worry and this anxiety. She's upset about this and this and this and this and this and this. Yep. So unnecessary so vain, so foolish. And I think she's a great woman. But anybody can put the hose on the wrong thumb, right? And get a bad crop. But we know better. Is that right? So we're going to do better. Everybody stand up if you would, please. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.